We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is episode number 1184 on the Millionaire Mindset with Rachel Rogers. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome back, everyone. Today's guest is Rachel Rogers, and she's the founder of Hello7, a multi-million dollar company that teaches you how to earn more money and build wealth. And as a business coach, attorney, CEO, black woman, working mother, and self-made millionaire, she's known for her blunt, sensible advice and calling out the elephant in the room. And she's done some incredible work in the world, and she's written a new book called We Should All Be Millionaires, where she teaches how to succeed financially in spite of the very real obstacles along the path. And this is actually part two of our conversation. So if you haven't listened to the other one yet, make sure to check out lewishouse.com slash 1183 after this to get that part as well. In this episode, we discuss the difference between a rich and poor mindset, what it took for Rachel to grow her business from seven to eight figures, how to double your income this year. And then this was fun. I help Rachel unpack a dream she's been putting off for over a year. And if any of you have dreams you're procrastinating on, then I really think this section is going to speak to you and support you in moving into action ASAP. If you're inspired by this, if you're learning from this, then make sure to share this message with someone that you think would be inspired as well. Someone who wants to learn how to have a rich abundant mindset. And you can send them this link or go to lewishouse.com slash 1184 and text a few people, post it over on social media, and make sure to tag myself, Lewis House, and Rachel Rogers as well. Okay, in just a moment, the one and only Rachel Rogers. What do you think is the difference between a rich mindset and a poor mindset? Yeah, well... I think it's just about seeing opportunity and feeling expansive and seeing abundance versus seeing everything as small and not possible. And like, does it cut off your opportunities or does it create opportunity Mm -hmm. for you? You know? Um, So I think that's, that's the difference, right? And just making decisions that are going to create more abundance in your life. And sometimes it's the opposite of what personal finance people say, right? Like personal finance people are always like budget, 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 budget is king, budget is ruler, right? Like you are beholden to the budget, nothing else rules, Um, never go outside the budget, blah, 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 right? And it's, I think it's more than that. I don't think it's just about, money is about, yes, you, you have a balance sheet, you do math. (laughs) money is math as well, but it's also feeling, right? So Mm -hmm. like the advice that's always given to women about like, don't stop buying lattes, stop buying shoes, cut coupons. It's like, that doesn't make me feel rich. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make me feel abundant or feel wealthy. It makes me feel broke if I can't afford to buy a coffee when I have a good job and I work hard every day, you know? Sure. Um, So what does make me, if I, but if I buy a latte every day and that makes me feel fabulous as I sit and drink my latte and think about whatever it is that I'm thinking about, when I have that feeling, I'm, I'm more likely to create things that will 
add value to the world and get me paid, you know? You're more excited, passionate, abundant, feeling yes. energetic, and that energy attracts yes. opportunities. That's right. So do the things that bring you joy. Yes. And I'm not saying like, oh, go buy a Lamborghini, you know, if you don't have Lamborghini money, right? Um, I'm not saying do that, but like, how can you find ways to feel abundant every day? And it's not just that. It's like, you know, I was staying at a place. It was not an expensive place in Laguna a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm sorry, a couple of days ago. And, you know, it's like not a fancy room at all, but it had this gorgeous ocean view. And I listened to the ocean as I fell asleep like that is abundance. Right. And I went for a run like along the beach. That was amazing. It cost me nothing to go for that run. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like sometimes it's just sitting outside and petting your cat and being in the sun and taking a few minutes for yourself makes you feel abundant. Mm. So it's not always dollars, but finding that way to just sort of attract that and to feel like spaciousness. Like I have time. I have you know, the ability, right? I, I have creativity. You have a wealth of things. And the reality is, if, like, if you live in the U.S., you have a lot more than a lot of other people around mm. the world, right? So you are rich, right? Whether you think you are or not living in this country for most most people. And so if that's the case, right, how can we start to think that way? Why do, why do we lack the perspective? You know, it's... Yes, I think it's, you know, all of the things that we're inundated with every day, like the different media might be the shows that we watch, you know, like people joke about like watching a sitcom and like somebody, you know, she's a waitress, but she has this fabulous apartment in Manhattan. It's like, really? (laughs) How does that work? (laughs) So I think it's sometimes the things that we expose ourselves to um, and we can just choose to expose ourselves to other things. Right. We We can be exposed to a lot of things that tell you like oh, you're not good enough or you're not smart enough or you're overweight or you're whatever, all kinds of messages that we get every day. And so you got to curate that, mm-hmm. you know, curate your Instagram feed, right? Curate who's in your ear. If you have somebody who, you know, if your mom or your friend from childhood is always making you feel like you're broke, stop talking to them. Mm. <laughs> like, Talk to them. I mean, I'm not saying cut them off, but like maybe don't be on group chat with them every day, you know? <laughs> But be on group chat with people who have that abundant thinking, right? Yeah. Who are thinking expansively. Um, and also, you know what makes me feel rich? Saying no makes me feel rich. Like we just talked about, mm-hmm. right? Like having boundaries and somebody asking me, do I want to do that thing? Whether it's a money thing or not. And just saying, no, I don't want to go to that party. Or no, I don't want to do that thing. And just feeling like comfortable doing that. That feels abundant, you yeah. know? And that creates more space for abundance in your life. So That's cool. And what would you say the biggest insecurities or challenges you face now at, mm. at your stage after I guess 13 years in business now you know crossing the 100,000 crossing the seven-figure mark and beyond what's the challenge for the next level for you yes okay so like we just hit eight figures and here's something that I just caught with myself doing is being like well I, I, I know how to run a seven-figure business I don't know how to run an uh, eight-figure business mm. I don't know how to run a 10 million dollar business yes and it's like That's not true, actually. Like, maybe there are some things that I don't know about this next phase, but that doesn't mean I can't figure it out. Or And there doesn't mean that there aren't things that I do know. So I've had to, like, this is an ongoing journey, right, where you're having to constantly correct yourself and say, like, stop talking like that, because that's actually not helping anything. (laughs) So what do you know, right? What evidence do you have that you are the right leader for this organization during this next phase, you know? Because I think being a founder and an entrepreneur creating something is different than continuing something and continuing to scale it. Right. Um, And I've seen this happen with some of my peers, too. Like your company gets to a certain size and you're like, should I even be CEO anymore? Right, right. Maybe you shouldn't. I mean, or maybe you should. Right. Maybe it's just imposter syndrome. So 
I think that's one of the things that I'm kind of dealing with. And I also think something that I recently went through that I feel like I'm coming out of is trusting myself with this amount of money. Mm. You know what I mean? You've never had this much money before. Exactly. So uh, what do I do with this much money? Yes, right? exactly. Should, which investment should I be spending it in? Am I spending it the right, wrong places? Yes. Interesting. Yeah, and I've had like, you know, you have different financial advisors that you go right. to or you're supposed to get advice and they tell me to do things or they don't. You, here's the in, interesting thing. They tell me to do things that I don't want to do. And then the things that I do want to do and I do get excited about investing in, they tell me not to do it. Right. And I'm like, well, but that's the thing I want to do. Right. And to me, it makes financial sense. Uh, and they tell me why they think I shouldn't. And I'm like, mm, still want to do it, though. Can you give, me, can you give an example? <laughs> like, OK, like buying this beach house this yeah, year. Yeah. Right. That is something. And I, I bought that beach house for my family so that I was just imagining being on the beach with my kids like all summer long. Um, and we lived it live in a landlocked area. I love water. I, I like being near water. And so I was like, this will be absolutely amazing. Right. And we usually go like one or two weeks you rent and it's so expensive. And so I'm like, why do that? We could buy something. We could rent it. Um, and then we could use it during the summer. And it was the best summer ever. Like, so, you, so you were there the whole summer? All summer long. My family came down. My friends came wow. to visit. Beaches, beach houses attract people. Of course. Was this, was this Florida or where is this? This is in North Carolina. Okay, cool. um, and it, the beaches in North Carolina are amazing. So, you know, we've had an amazing time wow. at this, like, expensive piece of property <laughs> that my financial advisor told me absolutely do not buy. But... The value in it was really like... A rich life, a rich feeling. Yes, that was which it. Which probably allows you to think bigger and expansiveness in your business. Totally. And your family is, you know, feeling yes. joy and love. and Exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't have to make money, right? Like, I have other ways to make money. I can, if I can, and I can break even on it. So I'm like, I could have all of this amazing time with my family. And it allows me to be generous. Like, one of the, um, I just invested in a startup. The, the first time I became an investor this summer, um, which is another thing that I was like feeling uncomfortable about, you know. And so um, the founder was like just on this like big work sprint and doing so much to get this company up and running. And she was like going to go on a vacation. She asked me where to go in North Carolina. And I was like, oh, come stay at my beach house. Oh, wow. And just like the, You know what I mean? Like being able to do things like that yeah, is that's cool. It's awesome. And I've done that for a couple of friends now and it just feels so good. So I think it was worth it. It may break even. It may make me a little bit of money, but like that's OK. And I had it. I could afford it. I had the money to do it. Um, so it's just like I've had to learn to listen to my own voice. Here's the other thing that happens to me a lot with financial advisors and like accountants and like all the financial people, not all of them, but most of them in my life, they all are like, well, you know, in order to do X, Y, Z, we'd need to make another million dollars or we need to do this or that or whatever. And it's like, that's not possible. We could look at that for next year or the year after. And I'm like, oh no, I'm going to go make that million right now. Let's go. Right now, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they're like, that's, you know, we shouldn't be doing that. Like, that's yeah. not possible, right? Like, you're going to break the business, right? Like... They're too conservative. Thinking. Exactly. And I'm just... And they don't believe me. And I'm like, I want you to look at the P&Ls for the last three years of this business and then come at me again and tell me that I can't do it. Like, right. what are you talking about? Of course I could do it. Um, and, and, and I'm like, here's the problem. It's happening inevitably, right? Like, we are naturally growing. Let's just ramp it up. Exactly. Yeah. The, there's an audience there. There's more and more people interested in what we're selling. Like, it's happening anyway. And that's the other thing. We create these projections and they're like, 
we're not going to hit those projections. And I'm like, your projections are too low. Like, you need to go with mine. And and inevitably, we always exceed it every yeah, year. Yeah. And then I'm like, it becomes a problem because you actually can't plan right if you're like really undershooting. Mm-hmm. So then you grow too much. You don't have enough team to cover it, right? Like all of those things. So learning to trust my own instincts over all of these so, quote unquote experts. And they are experts and they definitely advise me on different things. But when it comes to like, my own skill set and what I know I'm capable of doing. I'm just like, mm-mm. <laughs> and there was actually somebody I fired because they just kept saying, that's not possible. You know, re- really, you know, you should be more conservative, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, goodbye. Get wow. out of my ear. Wow. You're not, you're not helping me. You're not putting me in the space of abundance. abundance yeah, that's true. <laughs> what was the, what was the mindset shift for you from going seven figures to eight figures? Like what did it take? Yes. Well, it is took- it, is it, it, tactical is it mindset is it a team is it systems processes what was that yes um i think it's all of that Uh but i think a big part of it is learning how to not do and learning how to lead Mm. that is what takes you from seven to eight is learning how to have a team delegate to them remove yourself from the day-to-day and recognizing that the more you remove yourself from the business the more it's going to grow Mm. because usually if there's something dependent on me i am absolutely holding it up Mm. (laughs) you know What I do, it's like you have to keep redefining your role in a company, right? If you're the CEO, then it's like, how does your CEO role change over time when you've hired a COO or you've hired other leaders on your team and you've got this team of copywriters and all, all kinds of people, coaches on my team, right? Like let them do their thing, right? Learn how to get out of the way. (laughs) You've hired smart people, let them do it. So really removing yourself and, and learning how to lead and have a vision and say, Hey y'all, here's where we're going. Yes. Here's where we're trying to go in the next three years. Um, let's talk about how we're going to get there. We'll figure out the how together. Um, and these are the goals we're going to hit this year and then just let them go and be there to coach them and support them, Right. you know, and help them step into their own leadership, help them solve the problems you've solved, like learning how to delegate or learning how to protect your time. Now you got to teach them how to do that. Sure. Um, so that's, that's what that phase was and what, what the next phase holds. I have no idea. Like probably even more of that. <laughs> more of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> What's the business model for you? If you can break it down for people, what's the, the main revenue streams that come yeah. in? We sell one thing. Uh, we sell We Should All Be Millionaires, the club, okay. which is a membership community that um, teaches people from marginalized identities how to build a seven-figure business from scratch. Okay. What's the membership price? It's two ninety-five a month. Two ninety-five a month. Or they can join annually for twenty-nine ninety-five, and that is the only thing we sell at this moment. There's lots of discussion on my team about whether we should be selling other things, and so we may have other things in the near future, but. I'm really a strong believer of like focus. Yes. Simplify. Focus. Yeah. Like I think, you know, when you look at your P&Ls, I love numbers because they there's a story there, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I look at my numbers and they're telling me like the vast majority of your in, your revenue is coming from this place and then you've got this other thing you're selling over here that's keeping people mighty busy, but it's really not, not bringing, bringing a lot in. of money. Yeah, it's like drop it and let's get focused on the main way that we can serve people. Were you, did you have many offerings before and you just focused on this one recently? Years ago, like when I transitioned out of my law practice, I had probably 17 offers. I mean, wow. I had I tried everything. One-on-one coaching, yeah, group, yeah. retreats, workshops, like all of the things um, and drove myself nuts with that. Wow. And then after a while, I was like, 
let's stop doing that. Um, and so I started to like narrow it down mm-hmm. um, and get really focused. And I did this in my law practice too, but I had to learn the lesson again. Because in my law practice, I was doing everything. And when I looked at my numbers, I saw the main things that brought in money were small business bodyguard, that product, and trademark services. So when so I go I all in on those two things, yeah. Cut everything else and just sold those. And we liked, you know, made wow. a lot more revenue. Wow. So it's one person, it's called We Shall Be Millionaires, the membership. Right, right the club. The club. So club. everybody calls it the club. The club, gotcha. Yes. So this one club, this membership, recurring revenue, brings in eight figures. Yep. It's great. And that's the only thing you're selling. You might have book deals and speaking here and there, some smaller. Yes. Not smaller, but other side income. Right. But that's the main offering. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. And what's the process for lead gen, retention? Yeah. Is it all, you know, do so, you do launches throughout the year? Are you doing webinars? Are you doing challenges? Are you doing Facebook ads? Yes. Like what's the affiliate launches? What's the... Well, so we do, um, we don't do affiliates. We have, we've done two launches this year. Or we did one. We're going to have another one that's coming up. Right. So we have, we'll have two big open launches this year. Each month we have a wait list. We open the cart for the wait list for two days for just those people on the wait list. Wow. Um, and that's it. You know, like... We do, you know, I have a podcast, we have the book, which has been probably the biggest promoter. Really? We do a lot of press. Um, and, you know, I've been organically building this audience for 11 years. So No Facebook ads? We do Facebook okay. ads, but we spend barely any money on it. Wow. I know. And, like, I usually have marketing people yelling at me saying we need to spend a lot more. And we probably do. I mean, there's probably opportunity there. but When you open it up, are you doing webinars? Are you, doing, are you teaching yeah. to get people in? Or are well, they just say, the- sign up, and they just spend three grand? Uh, well, the last launch we did, we literally just opened the doors wow, and sent right. a couple of emails and wow. that was it because I was doing so much press for the book that sure. I was like, that, that Make should that be enough momentum, right? Like right. if right. that doesn't convince them, then that's fine, right. <laughs> you know? So, and th- this time we just created an assessment. So people take it mm. to help them figure out where they're where at. They're we at. have something called the grow scale. And here's the other thing that I think is so crucial for entrepreneurs to, like really be able to work their way out of their business is like, it's just a process of downloading what's in your brain yeah. so that your team can take action on it. And so we created recently the Hello7 Grow Scale, which, which is basically like coaching people based on what stage of business they're at. So if you're at zero to 25 or 25 to 50 or 100,000 to 250 or uh-huh. 250 to 500, wherever you're at, here's what I would say to you. Here's, here's the, the mindset. Steps. Yes, your mindset issues you're having, what your org chart should look at at this stage, what investment should you be making, mm. what does your team look like at this stage, That's cool. um, what are the, you know, what's your graduation checklist? Like you're, these are the things you need to do to get your revenue up to the next level. Where can people take that? That is at hello7.co slash growth. So they can take the assessment, then they get a report that gives them a little bit of that. Um, and then if they join the club, they get the full grow scale um, experience. It's amazing. What so, do they get when they're part of the club? They get So they get the grow scale course. We have some other courses in there. And, and the grow scale course teaches them? How to grow business from zero to seven. There you go. And, and it came from, because in this book, one of my friends was like, wouldn't it be amazing if you could just give a checklist of like how to grow a seven figure business? Like just give us all the steps. And I tried to do that and realized it's circular, not linear. So some things you got to revisit. And so I hired an instructional designer to basically help me. And we created this huge scope and sequence 
that then we filmed and, and did all the pieces so that it was this grow scale course because I want something that coaches them when I'm not there. So if they're like, what would Rachel say? You know, yeah. <laughs> you can Go access it yeah, yeah. At, on Tuesday at 2 a.m. if you want, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, and that was just me like downloading my brain. And then it's a great tool because now I can train my coaches using it, mm. right? Like it's, I train my team and then also teach my clients. So it's right. just, it's basically creating intellectual property from your brain um, that can serve people when you're not there. So you have coaches that are delivering on a monthly basis in here, mm-hmm. but they're doing group coaching or one-on-one? They're or doing to... group coaching. They do some one-on-one, so folks yeah. can like who are in the program can buy one-on-ones when they need oh, them. Oh, gotcha, from your coaches? Yes. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's great. How many coaches do you have? We have three at the moment. Gotcha. Well, including me, it's four. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, and we're hiring two more. So, and how as many, we keep growing, we need more. And how many are on the full time team? We have twenty five employees. Twenty five employees. Do you think it's possible to get to eight figures with under ten employees? I think it's possible. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think it really depends on what are you selling. Is it? Can it be very like? based on technology, if you can use a lot of tech to deliver versus human power, Mm -hmm. that's gonna allow you to do that. So I think it's possible, but I'm sort of like, you know, my team is funny because I'm always like, you know, if my copywriters are getting backed up and they're busy and they're, you know, we have two of them, I'm like, let's just hire another copywriter. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And they're like, well, we don't need it. I don't know if we could keep them busy full time. I'm like, not now, but soon we yeah, will. So are. let's just go ahead and do Work it. Work into it. Yeah. Yes. So I'm always like, who's our next hire, yeah. right? And usually we have 
you know, 10 different roles that we're hiring. Right now, we have a lot of roles that we're hiring for. And to me, I'm like, listen, I'm creating a great place to work that I was looking for when I graduated from college that didn't exist or I couldn't find it. Um, And so I'm creating that. And what does that include in that environment? It includes flexibility. I think that is key. You know, if people are like, I got to go take a doctor's appointment or I want to be there for my kid's thing or whatever, do whatever, do what you need to do. Um, Autonomy, right? Like, you know, people will be like, can I skip this meeting? I don't know. Can you? You decide, right? Do you feel like you can do your job by skipping this meeting or do you feel like you have to be there? And then let them decide. So I'm really teaching them how to be leaders, right? Like lead yourself. Um, be a strategic thinker, you know, um, and also have autonomy. I trust your opinions. I trust your decisions. Um, So teaching them that, I think we all want that at work. And the ability to be creative and contribute ideas, I think is crucial. And then of course, you you need a 401k, (laughs) you need like, we do profit sharing. So if we have a big month, everybody participates in that. And it's the next month. So we, Mm -hmm. so like in May, we had a huge month. In June, everybody got a check based on May. Because I want them to see like, whatever we did that created May, let's do that again. Then there'll be another big check for everybody. Um, And you know, health insurance, like, you know, paid time off and working remotely, I think, mm-hmm. are all things that that's cool that I was looking for in a workplace that I was like, that would be a dream come true. Like, yeah, that's like you're asking for too much when I graduated. Um, but now it's becoming more common and just being able to provide that work environment and a cool, a great culture as well, where people feel seen and people feel like they can fully bring them their full selves to work. That's cool. Um, that's my goal. And it's a work in progress. Like there's always things to work on. There's always ways that we can improve our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very aware of that. We haven't figured it all out. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm learning. And... As we're growing, it's, yeah, we're always figuring it out. Exactly. What, what, if you had to double your revenue in the next calendar year let's say from this year to next year Mm. if you had to i love this question (laughs) life life depended on it yes what would you do obviously it's hypothetical scenario it don't need to be that drastic yeah and some years are double some years are incremental like it depends on what's happening but if you had to what would you do what would be the next three moves you would make for the next for the rest of this quarter to lead Mm. you up to doubling next year yes you had to okay so it's interesting. I don't think I would do anything particularly drastic. What would you do? I think I would, um, I'd spend more money on Facebook ads <laughs> to get in front of more people. Um, I would probably reach out to some of my peers and ask them to help promote uh, whatever launches or, or work we're doing. I would probably say yes to more press because I say no to a lot of it <laughs> um, to get in front of a bigger audience. And I think I would... I would just, um, instead of doing two launches a year, I'd be doing one every month. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it, really. I feel like I would just do more of the same, but turn up the dial. Because I think it's so it's such a great question because it points out exactly the places where we're complacent. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, I'm content with this level of growth. I'm not going to really work hard. I'm yeah. going to coast for the rest of the year. And it's like, if you had to hustle, it's really actually not that different. I wouldn't launch anything else. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would, but I don't think I would need to. I think I would just keep doubling down. And you know what I'd probably do? Because Schmilly Nation, my my clients, are so amazing that I probably would just go to them and say, hey, can all of you um, share about the club with friends of yours and we're going to create an affiliate program to give you some kind of benefit when you share? That probably alone would double it. Just depending on... like I, They are so... 
amazing and it's like they are a movement you mm -hmm. know so i feel like they would they would be the best ambassadors so the five things i heard you say is uh spend money on facebook ads actually and, <laughs> and target people and get in front of people two is find affiliates from your peers three is do more press four would be to ask your customers to refer one person that would double it yes and then five is um launch monthly yes or every other month or something yes like do two times the amount yeah, of launches. Put, or, get, put, put it out there more. Put, yeah. Like really just put more effort into the marketing. And so if you, let's just say you implemented this and it's the end of next year and you went from whatever, say it's 10 million to 20 million, what would that do for you? Well, and, what, and what could you do with that extra $10 million? Well, I'm in the process of starting a nonprofit. And so that would be a lot of bread to put into that nonprofit. Yeah. And so, Who would you be serving and how would it change their lives? Well, we'll be serving the entrepreneurs that we're serving and helping them to build businesses. And then also with some of that money, we would be serving um, single moms who's who mm. we want to support. through. The how market. many moms would you be able to serve with that much more money? Ooh, a lot. Give me a number. Probably a thousand. A thousand single moms. How would you serve them specifically? Well, there's a couple of things I want to do. I want to provide doulas for every black woman giving birth in America. Mm, that's cool. Um, How much does that cost? A doula probably is somewhere between like $500 to $1,000 for them to be there when you give birth. Mm -hmm. And there might be like a little bit more involved and sure. it might change depending on the location, but not that much money. For how many people do you want to do that for? Uh, I said 1,000. 1,000 moms, okay. So, so how much we is that? served 1,000 moms and it was $1,000 per mom. That's not that much. Okay. So what? And then the other thing that we want to do, so like I want to take it all the way. So doulas, then I want to provide night nurses to wow. moms because this is a thing that I learned from my rich friends and I had with my last they child. They get sleep. They have the energy to go Hello? create. Hello, yes. sleep. I mean, it is life-changing. <laughs> and, um, and it's not even that expensive, right. you know? Um, and so that's something that I want to be more accessible. And then the other thing is childcare. So like it would be doulas, night nurses, and then, you mm. know, subsidizing childcare, especially for women who are trying to build their careers or wanting to mm. build something entrepreneurial. Okay. So how much would that cost to do a thousand moms for all three of those services? <sighs> That's a good question. I think for childcare for the year, the least it would be is like five grand. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know, the doula was a thousand. Night nurses for let's say the first month would probably be like two twenty five hundred dollars. Okay. So, you know. So it's like eighty five hundred bucks per person per mom. Wow. For a year, I guess you're talking about. Or I don't know how long the doula process is. Is that the last three months? Is or that? The, yeah, they're they're they meet with you a couple of times during so your pregnancy. So it's a set and then fee, though. There. Yeah, yeah set so it's a, it's then. a more finite thing. And then the night nurse, I think, if you have that in the first month, like. Right, right. You're probably less likely to be get postpartum. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Like, Depressed. it yeah, makes a huge difference just getting some damn sleep. Of course, yeah. <laughs> sleep is key. Yes. So that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, you know, covering childcare for a year or at least subsidizing it. Yeah. Um, I think would be life changing. Sure. For women. Okay. So. So a thousand moms, if it costs eighty five hundred bucks, it's a lot of bread. Yeah. But I feel like, I think there's a lot of money that I could put into it. Right, you could get that donation. Is that 8.5? Yeah. 
So there you go. There's your extra ten million. <laughs> <laughs> that would cover it. That would cover it. And I also have a lot of rich friends. Yeah, they were, you could get donations. And yeah, exactly. They, you didn't so, have to fund them all yourself, but that'd be a good start. I love that you made me break that down because it just makes it feel so much closer. Because I was like, this is a faraway thing, but I'm going to get the ball rolling. Um, I or, mean, you could every month you launch, you could also say. If we hit this many in sales, we're going to help 100 moms. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed. Yes. So we'll have a meaning behind every launch. Every launch needs yes. to serve moms. So And that exciting. will support you in actually getting people behind it, knowing their money is investing in something that you're spending on helping moms as well. Yes. So every month, it should be, we're going to help 100 moms this month. And how much money do we need to earn on this launch Yes. to give whatever that percentage is going to be to serve that many moms or a certain percentage of that fee in this nonprofit, in this charity that you'll be raising money for as well, I'm assuming. Yes. I think that would be powerful for your team to get behind, your community to get behind, uh, and just grow from there. How so. much do I owe you for this? <laughs> <laughs> My mission is to serve 100 million lives weekly in what I create. Yes. And so, you know, you're the one who came up with this idea. <laughs> I asked the question. Yes. To unlock that for you to then get clear. Yes. So, you know, you're the one that did all the work. Yeah. Well, I'm excited because yeah. now we're going to go do it. But I think that's, I think when, the reason I wanted to ask this is because people can say, I'm going to double my income this year, double my revenue this year. Why? Yes. Why? And how are you going to serve your, you know, if you're broke, okay, do it to serve yourself so you right. can have your life set up, your family, your situation. Yes. So you can feel like you're having a rich, healthy life. Yes. Then once, okay, once you've made $10 million in your business and you've got a rich, healthy life and you're buying horses for your kids and stuff like that, <laughs> great. Now, yes. if you were gonna double our revenue, is it to buy 100 horses or to help 100 moms a month? Yes. And how are we gonna serve with the tools that we have and the yes. finances that we have? And that's what's been meaningful for me and what we've been able to create is to be of service to the things that are important to us. Yes. Beyond hiring more people and beyond, you know, our exactly. lives. But how do we serve with the with, with the extra that we can we can give back to? Yeah, 100%. And I think that will drive you and your team to work with more intention and focus and feel continue to feel even more proud. We're helping yes. our customers and we're helping beyond. Yes, so, it does. It makes it more exciting. Because I will tell you, one of the things that I've been dealing with is like this mental burnout. Like I have all mm. the energy in the world, but I'm just like mentally... I don't know if it's boredom or what. Because like, you're doing the same thing over and over or what? Yeah. For, mm. Well, I, I think, I don't know what it is. It's like you master a skill or your team is doing it. So it's like I'm almost having this existential crisis of like, mm. where am I needed? Because mm. my team's got it. So I don't really, I don't have to show up to work and everything will still keep running. When I, when I have had that thought for me, I keep thinking I'm not serving at a high enough level. Yeah. So where... Do I need to serve more? Yep. And that's why I wanted to ask you this question because I wanted to figure out what's meaningful in your heart. Yes. Because you've mastered money, you've mastered bringing the team to this level, but what's going to get you excited nonstop like five years ago? Yes. Seven years ago to get to the million dollar level to then say, we're going to change a thousand moms' lives every year. Oh my I God. I can imagine what that would have felt. I'm getting chills of thinking about this. I'm, I mean, I'm but so imagine, lit up right now. <laughs> Imagine, imagine yourself back when you were 27 or whatever it was, when yes. you were like making 40 grand a year, struggling to, you know, you got your kid, you got this, and you're just trying to figure it out. And imagine a thousand moms like that, or not even at that stage, mm -hmm. how you could change their life. 
yeah. next year and the ripple and the impact in their families that would have because of you yeah. and what your company and your mission was able to create. That will get you excited. That's pretty dope. And I think, I'm getting chills thinking about it because I'm like, <laughs> man, that'd be fun. But it's, um, I think those meaningful missions, uh, once you've like, okay, we just keep making more money and everyone's making more money now as a team. We're, we're giving out dope checks to everyone and we're, we're thriving in this. Now, how can we take it to another level? Exactly. And you don't have to. You don't have to work that hard and like show up that way. You can be where you're at and be happy there. But I think as a person that wants to grow and impact at a bigger level, yeah. I think that would be the next level for you, potentially. Yeah. And maybe it doesn't need to be a thousand women next year. Maybe it can be a hundred. You know, it doesn't have to be like this yeah. grandiose project. I like grandiose projects. I hear you. <laughs> I like big, excited. audacious goals. But let me ask you this, Rachel. If it was New Year's Eve next year, 2022 is this still 2021 i don't even remember sometimes <laughs> yes <laughs> 2022 it's new year's eve you're with your husband and your four kids and your 3,000 horses <laughs> on your bar on your barn you're sitting there taking a ride on each one all night reflecting on the year or you're on your beach house in north carolina and you're reflecting on the year and let's say you in some way impacted funding a thousand moms with some part of this process yes how would that make you feel Oh, I'd be on top of the world. I'd be like, I'd be like, I did it, you know? Yeah. And then I'd be like, okay, how can we, how can we serve another thousand mm. next year? Yeah. So I think it's, it's almost like what you're making me think of is the truth is that you have to make money to free yourself so that you can do what matters to you mm -hmm. more than anything else. Yes. You know? And why does that matter to you? Because I want black people to have money. Yeah. And I want to make it easier for them. Um, I want to take away some of the burden so that they can recognize, like, if I just have a minute to think, if I have a little bit of space, you know, mm -hmm. financial space, right, like time, um, then I can create any number of things. They mm -hmm. could do exactly what I did. They could do bigger and better things than I did. Yeah. Um, but you just need, sometimes you just need that little bit of support and I want to be that support without making them fill out 12,000 forms mm -hmm. and, you know, <laughs> go to every government office and all of these things. I just want to make it, I want to make it more likely and a little bit easier for them mm -hmm. to take away some of the burden because I can, right? So like, why, why not? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that there's there's a million ways that I've thought of sort of solving this wealth chasm in our country. Um, and that's the first one. That's, that's just great. my first stop. Stage, season one. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> Thousand moms and then the next season of life, we'll figure out what can we do next. Yes. I think it's beautiful. Have you done this with any moms yet? No. So what would it take for a mom listening or watching right now to be the one of the first people that you support before the end of the year. Oh, wow. What would that take for you to, whether it be the 500 or 1,000 as a dude, maybe they are gonna have a, a child in the next four or five months. Maybe they just had a child and they're, you know, they're not sleeping right now. What would it take for someone watching and listening to be that first person for yeah. you to start this process? Yeah, you know what? This is actually what I have imposter syndrome about, mm. you know, is what you're making me realize. like. I know how to build a business and make money, but building a nonprofit and doing mm. it right and not screwing it up, I'm really nervous about that. <laughs> so let's, let's just say you're gonna help one mom. Yeah. And this mom is watching and listening right now. Oh, I love this. it. Where would they need to contact, who could they email? Yes. What should they need to say? 
We're going to make this on the fly. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. Okay. So you know what I would do? How can they apply for this in their own way? Do they send a video? Do they, do they write you an email? Do yes. they post this on Instagram and say, Rachel, I'm a perfect person for this, or I know someone who's a perfect fit for this. How do I get involved and, and receive this? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, we could do an email. I wouldn't want to make them do a video. That's okay. too much. Okay. It's like, we don't got time for that. Okay. We're jumping through hoops. <laughs> but I think what I imagine doing in this nonprofit is really just having a type form, like okay. having a simple application that people fill out. Um, we create like, you know, some internal, like, here's, here's how we choose the moms that we're going to serve. Give me here's- a link that you can say right now that you'll make in the next... <laughs> couple days that'll be you up really put me on the spot i what's, love it though what's, okay. a li- what's the link hello7.co slash what mom yes mom or moms what do you moms. want moms yes hello7.co slash moms by the time you're listening or watching this there will be a form you yes. can go to that will show you the step-by-step approach to apply or yes. fill out and you'll you'll have the next week to figure this out. I love it. I'm down. So Let's Rachel's do committing to this. If you guys are excited about this and you spread the word to all moms who are about to be moms, who are, you know, just getting pregnant and they're about they're going through this scary process. Yes. Who are just about to have kids. Um, as she's figuring out this process, go to hello7.co slash moms. And she's gonna commit, hopefully, I before the end of this year. To at least supporting one mom and figuring this process out yes. over the next few months. While she figures the process out, it's not going to be perfect. And so for the next year, she can continue to grow and whatever this is going to be. I love it. Whether it's one or a thousand moms. We'll she's do, committed we'll do to doing, 10, 10, she's before committed the doing the 10 before the end of the year. Yes. So if that excites you, then make sure to message Rachel over on Instagram and, and uh, send her a message over there. And uh, give her some encouragement to keep going as she feels like an imposter in this stage, in this season. Um, and send her a message over on on Instagram. Is that your main place, Instagram? That's where I hang out. Is it Rachel Rogers there on Instagram? It's Rach Rogers ESQ. Rach Rogers ESQ. Yes. Money Mom Rogers. I like it. Um, (laughs) Hello7.co slash moms. We'll link it up in the description as well. What What would that make you feel like supporting one mom? I mean... It would feel great. It would yeah. just feel like I'm creating possibility in other people's lives. Yeah. So, and it also feels like you need, like, like you were saying, when you're when you're running a ten million dollar business, what you have to have a reason to grow, right? Because right. you're not all, just more money for yourself. Yeah, you can just keep maintaining it, right? Like yeah. I could keep the same team, pay the team, keep the same amount of clients, serve them. There's no reason that I have to grow. Should people want to grow in their business, or is it okay if, like, you know what, I'm happy making? You know, a million dollars a year in my business and I've got 10 people on my team and yeah. we're, you know, we're happy here. I think that's okay. And I think the reality is it's all seasons, right? Yes. Like there are times where you're like, I'm content. I'm not in the mood to hustle. Yeah. Like I don't really want to figure out how to scale it right now. I'm just going to just coast and enjoy it for now. And you're going to have that. And then you might have a time where you're like, I'm bored with that. Now let's go. Let's, let's go. go do some, some big things. Let's create. Let's yes. build. Let's make. Exactly. Let's serve. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. But I, like I think that. having... You know, this is why I wrote this book, and this is why I want women to focus on their money, really pay attention to their money, um, and really look at the possibility of becoming a millionaire because I want them to have 
financial power. When we have financial economic mm. power, we can create change, including mm. backing political candidates that we believe in, right? Funding nonprofits, um, helping other people, creating scholarships. I mean, there's all these different ways, but we can have a more powerful voice when we have money. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this. Assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning PIVI Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Right. Mm. It's a tool that allows us to show up. Uh, for example, you know, I have friends who are activists and when they're raising money, they can come my way and I'm definitely writing them a check, yeah. you know, and just having that ability like it's I feel like it costs me nothing. Like there's money out of my bank account. It doesn't cost me any time, you know, but I get to because of what I've created in the world. I can write this check that they can then go do this important work. Uh-huh. Right. So like that's that's really it coming full circle right we need to take care of ourselves but we also need to impact the world in a positive way and the we live in a world that is not equitable and i think when more marginalized people have money it will become more equitable we'll have more economic power and we can see the change we want to see in the world yeah so what are the next three moves you need to make to to feel empower yourself for this this season yeah well i need to go create that type form yeah (laughs) Okay, that's step one. <laughs> or talk to my yeah. team about creating it. Yeah. Um, what do I need to do? What's then? the nonprofit tentative working name going to be called? Uh, it's just called the Hello Seven Foundation. Okay. Um, that's what I went with for now. And honestly, I'm creating it because I'm good at making money. So I feel like I've raised money last year for different causes, and I was like, oh, turns out I'm good at raising money. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So I really just want to have a place to put money in people's pockets. I don't really necessarily, there's not going to be a service that we deliver through the nonprofits. It's really about getting money and giving it out directly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. 
Um, so, so that's one thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. You what else do I need? To, you need someone to manage it and run it and start it and build it. Yes, I think I do. Um, and I think that's, it's all so daunting. So, and yeah. you know, what's so funny is what I've been thinking about for a long time is like, I have two friends who I need to talk to who are experts in this space. You haven't talked to them yet. And right I just now. need to schedule that call. Yeah. You know? So can you send them a voice message right after this? Yes. A voice note? Yep. Or FaceTime them right as you leave here? I will. From the car back to your hotel, just call one of them and see what they say? Yeah, I'm going to call both. Okay, um, see who picks up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and yes, okay, thank, you. thank you for stopping me from procrastinating That's step that. two. <laughs> and then what's the third step? What's the third step that I need to do to empower myself in this season? <sighs> to overcome the, the, the fear, the resistance of yeah. launching. You know what I think I need to do? I think I'm doing it on this trip. Um, just being around more of my peers. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like you, you know, I had a lot of friends that I was growing businesses with and some of them have paused or sold their companies or whatever. And there's not a lot of peers or friends that I have that are in the place that I'm at. And just like coming out here Mm -hmm. and just calling people and saying, hey, you want to get dinner or coming and doing this show, right? Like doing those things and talking to people who are at that same level, dealing with those same challenges um, and just being reminded that I can do it this next phase. You know what I mean? That it's that it's doable, it's not daunting, and there's a reason to do it, mm-hmm. you know? I think yeah. that's that's the other piece of it. Who are three people you can call today and ask for a $100,000 check? <laughs> okay, you want me to say their names? <laughs> do you have their names in your mind? Yeah. If you don't want to I say their name, but you don't have to, but. I'm like, I'm gonna be putting them on the spot. <laughs> but who can you call today and say, I'm launching this charity, we're gonna serve a, a thousand moms this next year, yeah. doing these three services, maybe, it's gonna be adjusted. I'm putting in the first hundred thousand. Will you match it? Yeah. Let's, let's get to let's get to two hundred thousand by today. Yes. If you're like, hey, we're gonna give at least a hundred thousand. I'm gonna. You're assuming you're gonna do more. Yeah. But let's just say I'm gonna. You're gonna kickstart it with a hundred thousand for your own nonprofit, yes. and get three other people to give you a hundred thousand that you're you know yeah. have close relationships with. Maybe people that would be like all about this. The first person that I would actually call is Arlen Hamilton. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Can you call her today and ask for $100,000? I could. Yes, I could do that. Is that too big of an ask for you? No, it's not. To serve moms. I mean, well, this is a new, you know what? I could do that 100 rejections project. Absolutely. You know, and just have a, you know, just make a list of 100 names and start going down it and see who see who will say yes. Absolutely. And say like, okay, if 100,000 is too much, can you give me 50? What about 10? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or start at a million. Yeah. And ask for a hundred. <laughs> yes. You're laughing, but why is that? Why is that a shock? I mean, if some someone people have hundred million dollars out there. Yeah. No, that's you know? true. And they've I don't got access a, to funds. I don't have a lot of personal friends that have that kind of money, or at least I don't think I do. Maybe. You never know until you ask. That's maybe true. you're not having those conversations in the beginning, like we talked about. Yes. How much money you got in the bank? <laughs> How can I get some of that to serve some moms? What exactly. do you care? What do you care about? What do you want to work on to help more people? Yes. You got fifty million dollars in the bank. How can we serve people together? Yes. Do you care about moms? Because that's what I'm about. Yeah. Let's do this together. I'll yeah. work. I got the team. You just help me fundraise. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all your money. Yeah. I think we could do it. But there's three people in your mind that you can think of that you can call today and ask for at least hundred grand. Yeah. And, and see if you get something. I want you to text me tonight and see how much money you've raised by tonight. Okay. Sounds good. I like it. By tonight. Tell me how much of <laughs> calling three people. I'm going to call these three people. And see how much you can raise. Okay. I bet you can get at least 50000 by tonight. I think so, too. At least. I think so, too. 
and have a form up in a day if you wanted to. You could text your team and say, create a form with five questions, 10 questions. Yes. You call these two friends who have the nonprofit's uh, experience yes. and call three to five uh, potential donors. I like it. In 24 hours. Okay. Let's do it. You got, you're going to text me tonight. Listen, I love a challenge. Okay, good. <laughs> but I think, I think in general, most people don't challenge themselves to actually launch the thing they want to do, or yes. they keep waiting and waiting. They think about it too long. How and long have you been thinking about this? Oh, at least a year. Really? Mm-hmm. It's not longer. And why have you yet to even create a form or a process or help one mom yet? What, what would you say are the, the three things that have been holding you back? Uh, fear of doing it wrong. Okay. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I think it's fear. I think it's like, I don't know, you know, trying to sell other people on it, you know, like the financial people in my life, talking to them about what I want to do and how to start setting this up and them sort of saying, this is a slow thing, not a fast thing. But that's not how I, I'm a quick start. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I like to move quickly. So I think it is true that sometimes when you think too much about an idea, hold on to it too long in your head, it's, it starts to die, right? Yeah. Or just keep prolonging it as opposed to acting. Exactly. Yeah. Like a raisin in the sun, right? Dream frizzles, yes. frizzles up. So, yes. yeah, I like this challenge. Thank you for that. Of course. I know you're going to manifest and make this all happen. And yeah. even if it's, you know, whether it's a thousand moms or one mom, you're going to mm -hmm. change someone's life in this process. And it's not going to be perfect. And it's going to get better over time. Yes. And you just got to be aware of that. You're so, you're so you're right. You're going to mess it up. You're going to hurt some people's feelings. You're going to... Over get, you know, there's going to be things you're going to do that aren't perfect. Yes. But it doesn't need to be perfect. When your heart is on, my friend says, it's hard to be nervous when your heart's on service. Yes. My friend Rory Vaden says that. It's hard to be nervous when your heart's on service. <laughs> I love it. It's so true. And if you're focused on, ah, everyone's going to laugh at me or failure or rejection. Yes. Ah, I didn't do it the right way or I didn't use the money the right way. Like as opposed to, we're here to help moms. That's our mission. Yes. Or women. You know, we're here to serve women. And this is one thing in our charity that we're going to do in this first year. Yes. And this is our intention. And it's not going to be perfect, but we're going to give it our best. That's right. That's a success. I agree. It's a huge success. Yeah. Who else is doing this? And you know what's so funny? What I've been thinking about recently is that I need to do this for, for my clients and do it imperfectly because mm. I know so many of them want to do similar things. And they probably have the same fears, you know? And it's like, you're not challenging them like this, are you? Yeah, every, every single thing that you're saying is exactly what I say to my clients okay. when they tell me why they can't do the right. thing that they want to do. Right. So it's sometimes you just need somebody to reflect it back. I got you, girl. I got you, girl. <laughs> I got you, girl. <laughs> but you're a, power, you're a powerhouse, and you've created something that's really inspiring, especially, if, I mean, for anyone, but for women, it's really inspiring to, see, to be a witness to see what you've created in yeah. your business and in your life. To be a mom four kids, to be able to invest in things you want to invest in, to be healthy, happy yourself and not trying to be anyone else yeah. is a gift to the world that you've showcased. You're a symbol of what's possible for so many people out there. And so I just think it's inspiring. And if there's something that you can do to help more people and you want to do it, then I'm here to support the best way I can to push that further. Yeah. So um, I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm and excited too. I'm excited. Maybe Thanks this, for the push. Of course. And maybe this will give you that, that new energy yes. that you're looking to create for next year, 2022. Totally. I'm about it. Yeah, me too. Do you think 
being of service and having a mission around this will help you get to 20 million faster or slower? Probably oh, a lot faster. Why? Because I think because the 20 million is just kind of like, it's just a number. It's like, it doesn't really change anything. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's more things I can invest in. Maybe I can donate a little bit more too, like just to other organizations or whatever, but it's not um, in and of itself inspiring, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a certain point at which you're just well off, you're comfortable, you don't need it. It's not driving. Yes. The number in and of itself doesn't drive anything. If I think about the clients that it represents and that number of people being served and getting results, that is exciting. Um, but this is even more exciting than that. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so getting to 20 million and serving more clients who are investing in your offering right. is one level of excitement. Yes. But it's not changing your life necessarily more with that much more money. You yeah. can buy a few more things and invest more, but you're living the same lifestyle essentially. Exactly. But having a deeper mission makes it more exciting. Totally. To serve at a deeper level. That's yeah. right. And also, again, because remember, it's that showcase, right? So like being able to show that example of bringing mm-hmm. it full circle. Like you start where you start mm-hmm. and you get your way to a certain level and then you can start to give back in a huge way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really exciting. And just being able to model doing it imperfectly I think is so important because my clients see it. They're such action takers. They're yes. going to... They're gonna, choose something that they really care about and be like, you know what, you've just inspired me, now I'm gonna go do my thing. Imperfectly. Yes. And figure it out along the way. Right, and that's the stuff that gets me to do things, right? Like when I'm like, I'm scared, I don't want to, blah, blah, blah. But then I just think about the people that it's going to help and the people that are going to be inspired by it and be able to then take action, like being a model, right? Like, let me me be the guinea pig, let me do it wrong, let me mess it up and show you that I'm still alive, right? I'm okay, I made it through, you know, so then Mm -hmm. you can too. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's great. Being willing to be the first, I think. So you got a voice note to someone on your team to set up an assessment. Yes. Give me my to-do list. And then you can you can update that as you can make it better over you know over the next few weeks, but you've got at least a form. Yes. Hello7.co slash moms. Yes. You've got five phone calls to make, two to your friends who are nonprofit experts, and then three to investors, and you can do more if you want. Yeah. And that's your steps for today. And then the third one is to text me how much money you've raised okay. before midnight. We'll do. Or committed raise uh, Wait, you said 24 hours. I need that full 24 hours. It's Why? late. It's late in the day. Why? Because what if they you're need time to... You're limiting yourself. <laughs> what What's if they need time to think What's about it? It's not an excuse. You've been waiting for a year. <laughs> You've been waiting for a year. Life is now. All right, all right. Midnight it is. <laughs> midnight. Text me by midnight. I'll be up. And then if you get back to the tomorrow, that's fine. But yeah. at least tell me what you've done by tonight. Okay, we'll do. Yeah, yeah, and I then you can tell me that. more tomorrow as well. Okay. Um, this is a question I ask everyone towards the end called the three truths. So I'd like you to imagine another hy- hypothetical scenario that it's your last day on Earth, many years away from now. Okay. You get to live as long as you want to live, but eventually, uh, you got to turn the lights out on this life. Mm-hmm. And you've accomplished all your dreams. You've served millions of moms at this point, or whatever that level of service is, you've done it, you've got the family, you've got everything you've done, you wanted to do, you did it. Yes. Lived a great life. Uh, but for whatever reason, we don't have access to any of your materials, your work, your message, mm. this interview, the courses. For whatever reason, it's gotta go to somewhere. Right. With you or somewhere else. Uh, but you get to leave behind uh, three truths, three okay. things you know to be true about your life 
your experience that you would want to share with the world. This is all we would have from your lessons to live by. Okay. Are these three truths. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. They can be simple. They can be advanced. They can be whatever you want. But what would you say would be these three truths for people to live by? Um, I would say number one is making money is easy. I want people to challenge themselves to believe that and to recognize that it absolutely can be. Um, so making money is easy. Number two, um, making money and accomplishing things is important, but your happiest moments will be doing completely boring things with people you love. Uh. So I think it's important that people remember that. My happiest moments are not really like on stages or you know, whatever, when I'm getting accolades, my happiest moments are like sitting on the couch and my kids are cracking jokes and we're playing some silly game. <laughs> you know, like, you're just like, wow, this is great. This yeah. is living. Um, so there's that. And, and then... The third? The third. The third I would want to be, if you want to impact a group of people if you want to be an ally, you know, then put money in that in those people's pockets. So I think there's a lot of people who do a lot of talk and performing and it's just like, can we just put some money in their pockets? <laughs> like, let's just get down to business. Sure. Um, so I think those are three valuable truths that'll help them and help them help other people. I love it. You've got this book, We Should All Be Millionaires, A Woman's Guide to Earning More, Building Wealth, and Gaining Economic Power. And there's a lot of uh, resources, tips, strategies, action steps, charts in here that I was going through of, of shifting your beliefs and your mindset yes. around money and things like that. Uh, so make sure you guys buy a copy for yourself, for a friend, get the word out about this book, uh, inspiring stuff, We Should All Be Millionaires. You can check out the course, the program, which is called The Club. They just go to hello7.co and get all the information there mm -hmm. about the program if you want to invest in the, the program. If you're a mom and you want to get support, go to hello7.co slash moms. It'll be up by that point. Yes, it will. Um, and they can follow you over on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places, and, and send Rachel a DM uh, if you think this is a great mission, mission that she's now entering into for the next season of her her life and her yes. business. Send, send her, me send all her a DM. Send her a DM <laughs> if you have resources, if you have people that she should connect with, if you want to donate money, DM her and let her know that you're about helping moms. Um, I think it's a great cause. Awesome. Uh, and I want to acknowledge you, Rachel, for, for stepping up because I think when we have created opportunities for ourselves, it's important to lean into the things that might be scary and challenging yes. for us to serve things that are meaningful to us. I agree. And this is meaningful for you. Yes. For me, the things that are meaningful is kids that don't have school and children that are sexually abused and sold for sex slavery. Because mm -hmm. for someone that was dealing with feeling very ignorant in school my entire life and needing tutors and things like that until I graduated college, yeah. it's meaningful for me to help kids that have learning disabilities. Yes. And for someone that was sexually abused as a child, I feel like no child deserves to be sexually abused. Absolutely. And so there are kids, there are two million kids around the world who are being sold for sex slavery. And I feel like it's one of the worst crimes that someone could commit on a I child. Agree. So for me, that's meaningful. And I put my time and resources into that. 
Yes. And anyone watching, listening, you should be putting time and resources into things that are meaningful for you. I agree. And I'm grateful that this is your cause. Yes. And your level of service at this season of your life. And uh, I'm all about it. So I want to promote it and help it out. Um, so I acknowledge you for stepping up, Rachel, and, and doing the scary, challenging thing. You don't have to do this. You've got a great life, comfortable life. You've worked your butt off for 13 plus, 15 years to develop skills, to overcome challenges, to break the mold of family life and environment, to get to where you're at now, to create a new life for yourself. You don't have to do this. Yeah. So I acknowledge you for having the courage to make phone calls in the next hour <laughs> to three different investors who <laughs> are going to join in and, and stepping up and be a leader when you don't need to. Yes. I think it's really inspiring and it's a great, you're a great role model for so many of us. Well, thank you. So I acknowledge and appreciate you where you're at in your life. Um, final question. What is your definition of greatness? Uh, definition of greatness. You know what comes to mind is autonomy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, leading in your own way. You know, um, making the decisions in your life and not letting other people do that. I think that is the ultimate freedom, having that autonomy. And so I think that when we trust our ideas, trust our instincts, that's what's going to lead to our own greatness. Mm. Rachel Rogers, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. And also make sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts as well. I really love hearing feedback from you guys, so share a review over on Apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most. And if no one's told you lately, I want to remind you that you you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S.